You're listening to the Superpower Up Podcast with your superpower experts. This is the place where we explore real-life superpowers and give you the tools to unlock your own. Hello, everyone. This is Tonya Don Reckley, your superpower expert, and I'm delighted to have with us today Dr. Heidi Forbes Este, a behavioral scientist, best-selling author of Digital Self-Mastery, and she has just this wealth of information and experience and wisdom, and we're going to talk today about digital self-improvement, and I know that kind of throws you off for a second. You're like, okay, I get self-improvement, I get kind of the digital aspect, but what is this about? What is this digital self all about? And I think it's an important dialogue as we as we you know, recognize that the internet and social media and stuff it has a huge impact on our businesses, but also technology in general with smartphones and, and all of the kind of cyber ways that we are um, moving moving through the world and, and developing improvements and, and maybe some not so improvements. And so, so I'm excited to talk today about what all of that entails. And, and I'm very excited to have uh, Dr. Heidi with us. So welcome to the show. Thank you. So, so happy to be here with you. Oh, good, good. Well, let's start in by asking what are your superpowers? I think my superpowers are seeing things that other people don't see, sort of seeing that invisible relationship that we're that with technology that we are in denial of and helping people bring that forward and nurture it so that they can nurture their other relationships and connections. So it's really seeing the unseen that's causing the biggest problems for us. Very cool. So talk a little bit about that. Like what are some of the issues that you're seeing? Well, for example, in the workplace, you know, we have, we use all these different tools for communicating with our teams, with our clients. And uh, when things go wrong with the technology, we can often relate that to the actual person that we're dealing with rather than recognizing where there might be an issue, whether it's with the technology or how we're relating to the technology. So, um, it, it ends up it ends up having sort of a negative effect on that connection. So, for example, if there's someone that's using a software to communicate that you're just, you really struggle with, you end up not wanting to communicate with that person just because of your relationship with that particular technology, and it really you know can be quite disruptive. And on a simple scale, you think of like you know our kids when they're using. Snapchat or, or, or something else like that that we're not comfortable or familiar with, we miss out on part of the conversation with them because we're not present in that conversation. So what, how do you handle that? Because I know that, you know, on some level in, in a self-dominion kind of way, like I think that it's important that we honor what we're interested in, what we're not interested in, and, and, and how we want to feel about all of that and not to kind of displace that onto somebody else, particularly when it comes to our kids or younger generations where, you know, when I, I agree with you, I think the tendency is to want to make them wrong or at least to have the, the overlay of some displeasure. Um, you know, what advice do you offer to people about how to, I mean, so many, so many platforms out there, like how, you can't possibly keep up with all of them. Um, how, how do you advise people? So, I mean, I don't do platform specific. What I really help them understand is acknowledging that relationship and learning sort of a respect around it so that it doesn't disrupt the relationships on the other end that you're connecting with. So it's more about sort of recognizing where your comfort zone is, uh, where there are potential 
issues and where that might be hindering, whether it's your productivity or your connection with, uh, with your work or with the people that you're working with or the people in your life, your family and friends. So it's really more about acknowledging that relationship and recognizing how they can move through that whether it's in some cases it's delegating certain pieces because they don't necessarily need to do it sometimes it's just accepting them and sometimes it's honoring them and 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 actually building a gratitude practice around it so that they remove some of the stress that is often triggered by using some of the technologies I love that we're talking about technology and you're talking about having like a gratitude practice. I think it's so perfect because it's easy to want to separate those out and be like, you know, here's this like technology space, but then here's this like woo woo spiritual space. But it, there are all so much in as, you know, aspects of our existence. You know, we really have these very full existences at this point that encompass all of it. And so it makes sense to me, even though I can't say that I would have, actually thought of it that way but it does make sense to me that we bring all of it into the same conversation yeah i mean it's really about conscious living and technology is so much a part of how we live and work today that you know bringing consciousness into that level of um you know of how we move in the world today is really critical we can't just deny that that's part of it and so you know consciousness really overlaps everywhere Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can kind of see that. And, and I think there's so much value in this idea of being at peace with technology. It's, it's easy, I think, to make it the enemy or it's easy to make it like put it on a pedestal. But, but the, the solid, healthy incorporation of it, I think, is true of all aspects of our existence. Oh, absolutely. And I mean, part of it is also recognizing where you need to build boundaries, just like in any other relationship. When you have a relationship that is causing a toxic response for you that is a stress trigger or uh, an, another kind of emotional trigger, um, you know, depression, all kinds of different things, you know, um, that we need to look at that more like we would treat any other relationship as sort of how do we recognize what are those things that are the triggers and how can we be in a better place with them. And sometimes it's as simple as, you know, for, for example, like with the technology that, you know, your batteries are constantly dying. And so you feel like it's at those critical moments. It's just not reliable. It's not there for you. But if you step back and realize how you're taking care of your devices and your energy, which is ultimately what your devices are running on, you often can see that, for example, you're running too many apps in the background. You're never taking the time to actually let your your devices, whether it's your phone or your laptop or whether it's your speakers in your house, whether you're letting them fully reboot and, and reconnect with the latest software with all of the other things that are connected to it. So we sort of isolate them and just say, well, it's not working. It's not reliable to me, but are you taking good care of it? Are the connecting cords in good shape? All of these different, some of them are very simple steps, but some of it is more just getting, you know, stepping back and, and being a little more um, open to the perspective of we need, you know, it will take care of us if we take care of it. Awesome. I love that perspective. So we're going to take a quick break. We've been talking about digital self-improvement, talking with Dr. Heidi Forbes Este, and we'll be right back after the break. And when we come back, I want to really dive into 
um, some practical steps maybe from a business perspective on how we can make sure that we're incorporating this in a really healthy fashion. So stick with us. We'll be right back. Are you here to change the world? Do you talk about things like vibration, frequency, awakening, and consciousness? Are you pretty sure you have superpowers? The Superpower Net is unlike normal coaching programs and conscious communities. We provide training, intuitive guidance, peer-to-peer learning, intensive one-on-one coaching, and a high vibrational network of people just like you. When you join the Net, you get 24-7 access to a collaborative group of people who support you as you master your personal power and unlock your superpowers. If you're ready to use your superpowers to change the world, then join the Superpower Net today. Visit superpowerexperts.com slash the net to learn more. Awesome. We're back. You're listening to the Superpower Up podcast. We're talking about digital self-improvement today. So we're, you know, let, let's have a quick dialogue around, um, you know, I'm fascinated with the topic of you know, how to incorporate technology in a healthy way into business. So we talked a little bit about, you know, having the gratitude and everything. And I think that's applicable to both personal life as well as business. Um, and you talked about being conscious of, of the software that we're using to communicate with teams and, and all that stuff. So what can someone do who, who wants to make sure that they're building their business around a healthy kind of digital self image? Um, what steps can they take? One of the really basic things is to just do a full sort of assessment of what their tech ecosystem is, both internally and externally. Um, You look at, you know, are things communicating well? You know, it's it's like, are you trying to send a text message to someone who only receives facts? You know, I mean, that's sort of an extreme case, obviously. But we need to make sure that things communicate with each other because communication is so critical in order for relationships to flow. Um, The other thing is one of the biggest issues that people have that's a stress trigger and also a uh, productivity killer in uh, both for individual business owners and for larger organizations is not managing your messaging and notifications well. And so you need to sort of develop routines for managing those. And part of that is everything from, you know, finding out what works for you. There's no one right way to do it, but whether it's putting everything in folders, having a daily, you know, routine where it's, you know, once a day you go through and you dump everything that's, or put things in folders that you're, you know, you don't need that's critical. Um, But also when you, whenever you do take on new technologies, making sure that they communicate well within your tech ecosystem and that, you go. You take the time to go through the settings, so you're not constantly getting triggers of notifications that are disruptive, and um, and they're not necessarily going to uh, really help your workflow. Um, if anything, they're they're causing problems with your workflow. But of course, you don't want to miss the key messages. So it's it's important to take the time to get to know your new friend, just like any other new people that you bring into your life, uh, software into your life, devices taking the time to get to know it and understand how it works with everything else that's around. Mm, I love that. Well, and I know that sometimes we go to the extreme, right? We, we react. And so some people like opt out completely. I've noticed that with myself, I have this real love hate relationship with social media and depending on where I'm sitting at that particular moment, sometimes I don't want to be out there and I don't want to be communicating with everybody. And other times it's like, Woo, you know, I can't get enough of it. And so really um, that can be a challenge in businesses and, and, and making sure that 
you know, you're clear. I like what you said about being methodical, being intentional about the relationships that we're developing and how we want to develop those and, and does it fit? And, and then on the other extreme of things, you know, just opting out completely, which just isn't logical anymore. Like there are some, you know, what I call the necessary evils of business probably doesn't put the perfect spin on it, but uh, you know, the, the components of business that are really necessary in today's day and age um, that are technology based in, it can be challenging when, you're not really drawn to that. I know a lot of spokes in the spiritual growth kind of woo-woo spaces um, are, don't feel as drawn to the technology, and so it's challenging to incorporate that. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Are there baby steps to walking into that? Or yeah, I think you know when I when I work with people, we generally do sort of a full. We help them walk through to sort of map their tech ecosystem. So they can understand what's critical. What do I need? What do I want? What sort of what's there for entertainment value? What's there for critical work structures? What's there that's sort of, you know, just a communication tool? Um, and also understanding sort of who fits within those different things. Because, you know, if you're dealing with people in marketing, they're all going to be, they need to be on social media for work. That's not to say if you're not in marketing, you shouldn't be in social media, but it's a different need. There it might be fulfilling a connection with family and friends or there may be another form that's something like Slack that they use that's sort of an internal tool. Um, but it's really, you know, being very conscious about those choices that you make so that they can work more fluidly together and also sort of reassessing on a regular basis because they're evolving really fast and some things just are no longer necessary and they're not serving you, they're actually causing a drain. Whereas there may be something new that is simpler and better and takes less power and energy from you and from the device itself. So it's sort of reevaluating at least every six months, if not every three months, to just sort of see where am I at? And, and you know, once a week, shutting everything down and then letting it rest fully so that when you log back on the next day, you're refreshed and everything else is refreshed. So I think there's little things, the baby steps are a lot of, you know, just remembering to allow yourself, like, you know, as humans, we need to get a good night's sleep. And if we don't do that on a regular basis, it really is disruptive for our relationships and our businesses to thrive. And so is it the same with your technology. That's so interesting. I can see so much value in having a tech ecosystem com conversation um, around both, you know, the home as well, well as the business. And, and I do see a lot of entrepreneurs struggling with, with choosing platforms, choosing solutions. And you're right, they do shift pretty dramatically. And so it's, it's a constant living, breathing strategy or process, I think, that needs to be attended to. And when it's not, it becomes very obvious um, for a business. Um, you know, and, and the, the changing landscape is both the component of the business growth as well as individual growth, as well as the, the platforms themselves and technology moving and changing like it does. Add some, add some obstacles, I think, that, that maybe didn't exist in business even, even five, ten years ago. I think things truly are speeding up in how quickly they get replaced or revamped. Um, Absolutely. But I think there's also being mindful of sometimes you don't need to upgrade it. You don't necessarily need every time they launch a new 
version of the, the Galaxy or the iPhone or whatever platform you're on, you don't necessarily need the latest and greatest every time. Sometimes if, you're, if what you're, you have is working really well for what you're doing, there's a lot of time and energy lost in learning something new if what you have is working well for you. The other piece is if you're using some kind of a delivery system for your products and services to reach your clients and they're comfortable with that and it works really well, don't just upgrade and change it because there's some other cool shiny object out there that's got new functionality of this and that unless what you have is not working because you know, there's a certain point you will have to upgrade, but it's important to recognize where the, the uh, where your users, where your clients are in terms of their comfort level as well. It's not just about you as the communicator. It's also the receiver. That's a powerful distinction. And I know sometimes it can be easy when you're talking with certain consultants or being on social media or going to events and, and, you know, somebody's saying, oh, this, this works this way and these are the benefits of it. And it's easy to think that, okay, if I put this into my business, this will really help in this, in this way. But it's important to look at it as an entire system. And, and I, I really appreciate the fact that you highlighted what is the user experience with your business? Because if you, you know, it may be a phenomenal upgrade for the business itself, but if it creates a lack of, you know, can your business withstand perhaps the amount of time it's going to take to reeducate your membership base or your users or whoever's receiving those products or services um, is a really, you know, especially as the business matures more and more, that's, that's a really important conversation to have. And so the, that strategy woven throughout the growth of the business um, could be a really powerful add-on to, you know, the, the, the marketing strategy, if you will, or the growth strategy or whatever it might be. I can see the tech ecosystem conversation being really nicely woven in the midst of all of that. Well, absolutely. And I think, you know, again, part of what I do when I'm working with clients is helping them understand where their clients stand as well, because that piece is so important. And, you know, I was coming from sort of a high tech background and it was all just everything is the latest and the greatest and stuff that was, we were, we were designing stuff that wasn't even out on the market yet. And it was all exciting and wonderful, but um, sometimes you get so caught up in the shiny objects and everything that's so cool. And, and yes, it's got great functionality, but if you lose your, your user base, whether it's your members or, you know, your customers um, in that process, because they, they're not as interested in the shiny object. They want the mm -hmm. outcome. If you're not focused on the outcome piece, then you're, you're actually going to be, it's going to be detrimental to your business huge costs to do that rollout. And if it doesn't work, I mean, 70, 70 to 90, depending on what kind of software infrastructure, 70 to 90% of new technology rollouts in companies fail. Mm. And that's a huge cost. And for a small business, that can kill your business. Well, I notice it even with us, like we drag out phone upgrades as long as possible. It's just time that we could spend doing other things. And even though there are easy ways to turn it over and everything. There's still a, an integration period. Like there's still a learning the new phone. And then it, and then it is kind of the shiny object thing where it's like, Ooh, this is fun. And look what I can do here. But it, you know, it's like, I, I dread those moments and it's because it's, you know, you're, you're, especially as business owners, you know, you've got a lot of, of, of balls in the air that you're juggling and then to throw that into the mix 
I truly is, um, can be jarring if you, if you don't carve out the space. I mean, I think we underestimate the, the time that it's going to take or the energy or momentum that it's going to, that, that those processes will usurp if we're, you know, and, and it does create little kinks in your system if you're not careful. So for me, it's like, I'm, I'm in the process of like way overestimating time. Like, let's be clear. Like if we're going to roll this out, you know, I watched, uh, I've seen the difference between moving from startup to emerging business phases um, in the amount of time it takes now to move this larger kind of business entity. It's, it's slower moving. It's like, it's not, you can't apply the same like quick pivots and stuff like you could in startup. Um, and so that's something to keep in mind too. What's stage is your business at and what are all of the aspects of the business that are going to be implicated in this decision um you know when you're first getting going it's like you can be like oh we could do this we could do that and you could test out a bunch of different things throw all the spaghetti up against the wall you know um but i i I really do feel a pacing and i've I've never been one of those people that wanted to plan like 6 12 18 months out it's like you know to find ourselves sitting in that position over the last few years it's like wow this is it really changes how you look at everything and it's, and it's no longer just the shiny object. Now it's the shiny object with the six months of uh, onboarding that it's going to take. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's, you know, it's very easy to, to get caught up in the tech itself rather than looking at the outcomes. And, you know, if you're constantly looking at sort of what are you ultimately trying to achieve, it's a lot easier to select the right tools and the right tech ecosystem to support that. Then if you're, you know, in the, the environment that I've been in recently with, you know, growing a small consulting practice, it's been, you know, people are throwing all kinds of great technologies out there. And I'm like, nope, 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 nope. <laughs> no, no more shiny objects. Can't do it. I need to just focus on, you know, creating the outcome for my clients. And, and uh, that's so critical. And for the clients, it's, you know, they don't really care about the shiny objects. They want the change to occur. They want that transformation. And um, shiny objects are no. They almost appreciate when you can go, you know, in their terms, sometimes old school. I mean, I do a lot of exercises with pen and paper. And then, then we convert it into something digital that we can work from. But sometimes you've got to trigger other parts of the brain in order for things to process properly. Mm, yeah, I can, I can see a real benefit to that. Um, I noticed too, in the emerging business space, you know, just for all of you out there who service those market spaces, um, it really does change the dialogue a lot. And it's like, look, when you have real issues in your business that have to be solved, real growth problems or real um, need for new strategies or new, new um, services to meet that need, I agree with you. It's like, I, I don't want to hear all the bells and whistles. In fact, I, we have a hard time finding um, even silly things like a mind mapping software I was looking for the other day. And it's like w- the one I ended up choosing was one that just does mind mapping. <laughs> it's like, that's all I need. You know, I've got, because by the time I, you know, we start implementing some of that into our businesses, we have solutions for a number of other things. And so I don't need the whole thing. I just need a, a single thing to add on because if I were to go take on a whole new platform and switch everything over, I mean, we're talking again, six to 12 months for that integration phase. And so, it's just not exciting anymore to, to have those. In fact, slow and steady uh, feels really good in those spaces. Um, and, and so I think what you're talking about is really, really powerful. Uh, so, so if you're hearing this, folks, and this resonates with you, reach out. And, and where, can we, where can we send them to find out more information? 
So my website's the easiest place to go. It's uh, twobalanceu.com. That's the number two balance letter u.com. You can also, I've got a, a free version of my original book, Digital Self Mastery on there that you can download. Um, or, and you can come listen to my podcast, Evolving Digital Self, for conversations from people in different industries about how uh, technology is changing for them and their relationship with technology is changing. Awesome. Very cool. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. I think this is a really important topic, and I love your perspective on it. It feels really solid and holistic and, and real. Like It's practical in its approach, and it's also taking into account that we are you know, these kind of multifaceted beings and we have to take a look at all of that and figure out how to work it um how to put it together so that it does work and and so i, I really appreciate your your very grounded approach to it well thank you it's been an honor to share it with you today awesome very cool and to all of you out there as always we appreciate your loyalty and thank you for listening until next time go out uncover your superpowers and change the world take care everyone are you ready to discover your superpowers Go now to superpowerexperts.com and discover your superpowers today.